Jane was no fan of horror films. Like Peter, she was mystified as to what enjoyment anyone could possibly get out of fear and violence. Why would anyone willingly spend time reveling in the darker, evil side of humanity? Still, she had caught the end of one on TV once and found herself reeled in, a clammy, breathless hour spent in the company of a young family living with some fearful, malevolent spirit in their house. The experience had shaken Jane, and for a while it kept resurfacing whenever she found herself alone in the house, particularly at night. The silence, the emptiness, was suddenly a breeding ground for something alive with dark potential, and around each corner she expected to find some sign of a presence, all the more horrifying for being couched in the friendly familiarity of her little home. The feeling had worn off, of course. She'd never seen any such thing, and eventually the memory of that movie had been worn away by time. But an echo of that feeling always remained, a faint feeling that the safety of the home could so easily be twisted by some unpleasant surprise. She felt it now. Why wasn't Peter answering? The stairway light switch was at the bottom of the steps, a fact that had always been faintly irritating, but which now engulfed her in unchristian rage. She'd have to descend into the darkness. Setting her mouth in a firm line, reminding herself that movies weren't real, Jane began to descend, heart beating fast. At the bottom of the stairs stood the front door, which neither Peter nor Jane ever really used, preferring the patio doors in the kitchen to the rear of the house. To the right, hidden behind a corner, was the entrance to the living room. With each step she crept down, Jane kept her gaze focused more and more intently on this corner half expecting some dark shadow to move around it, a patch of blackness in the blackness, moving towards her almost invisibly. She tried not to think about the possibility that someone was waiting around that corner, grinning, seeing their prey clearly framed by the light from above, stepping towards them. The feeling that something was wrong increased as Jane reached the last couple of steps, and it took her a moment to realise what was causing it. The draught. Jane could feel a cool breeze swirling around her bare calves. The back door was open. She swallowed painfully. As soon as she was able, still two steps away from the floor, Jane reached out into the darkness and found the light switch, flicking it on and almost crying out with relief when she saw the menacing shadows flee. There was no evil presence lurking at the bottom of the stairs. Turning the corner, she was able to see into the living room, dark and empty. No, not dark, not quite. There was a light spilling into the living room, a cold, lifeless light, coming from the kitchen. No, through the kitchen, coming from the back garden. What on earth? Jane stepped cautiously through the living room, shivering as the cold night air flooded into the house and chilled her, and onto the freezing tiles of the kitchen floor. The patio door was drawn fully back, revealing a sight that made her breath catch in her throat. At the far end of the long, narrow garden was a brilliant sphere of white light, roughly the height of a tall man. The light was painful to look at, yet somehow compelling, beautiful. Jane stepped forward through the patio door and onto the small step beyond. There was something between her and the light, a silhouette that was difficult to make out at first. As Jane squinted, trying to make it out, the light began to ebb, seeming to retract itself, and the shape became familiar. Peter, her husband, kneeling on the ground, his hands placed on something within the light, something cylindrical and metallic. Pete? Jane whispered softly. 
At the sound of her voice, she saw her husband rise to his feet, turning, and begin to move towards her. With the light dying away behind him, it was difficult to see until he was close. Only when he was a few feet away could Jane really see his face, the eyes bulging in their sockets, blood seeping from the tear ducts. He was closer still when Jane understood that the man she had loved for over three decades, the gentle, kind man who had treated her like a queen, intended to murder her. So close that when he leapt towards her, snarling, strong fingers grasping for her neck, Jane didn't even have time to flinch. The canister, half buried in the earth, cooled in the night air as the last of its power was expended. The payload delivered. The object had no more use. Its final act was the release of a drum of acid that it kept in its belly. It was a quiet sort of suicide.